When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are the traveling people like the pigs or beak or folk. The men in Whitehall thinks we're parasites, but tinker is the word with our gum shall actually know. Move us on you by all. I seen a lot of Bell Mullet. I seen a lot of Eckel. I seen Castle Bear, Westport, you know, Lewisburg. I leave a month after Christmas to go west for that time. Uh, Wicklow, Dublin, back along with Mullingar, down in Tundark, and back up around the cross of Independence Law again. Kerry, Limerick, Tipperary, Kilkenny, Waterford, Cork. <laughs> We have mended pots and kittles and buckets for Lord Cornwall, but before we'd leave his house, me lads, we would mind his woman and all. It's our home, she'll like a little now. Wallop it out, me hero. And I love beaches, I love mountains, I love all kinds of things like that. I love a quiet life, I hate cities, towns, I don't, I don't want to live in a village even. I seen a happy childhood life, and I live, and, and I tell you, I goes into that church, and I'm night and day praying for my fellow mother, and I'm thanking them, even they're dead, and I'm still thanking them this fair day for giving me the life they give me. We have learned the Emperor Nero how to play the pipes way back in the days of Rome. Well, you have a little firelight and a little stove light in your caravan. All that heat goes around the caravan, and you're cozy and you're warm inside. My mother, Lord and Mercer, I get up in the morning there and she'd, she'd put in the, the tea and, and the food for us and, and the porridge and she was very, very good. And we'd go to school for a few days and we'd be further and move out to a different place then and we'd go to a few, a few days there and he'd move out to a different place again and we'd go to a few days there, you know. It was lovely, we had my children inside the road in the caravan. They were never sick or sore, they were healthy. At of 18 after all living, 10 living or 18. And we managed, we had plenty of room, we were warm, we were cosy. The girls in one bed. We sent my husband in the other bed. And even if we had boys, we put the boys separate to the girls. Here. I planned a big pot, two big pots, and that'll be it. The cabbage had baked the one, and the potatoes did the other one. And everyone got a bit outside and inside, whole video, I got a bit around me. If I never owned the kids, whole video, I'll get a bit. And we still had enough. Full and plenty. We came out here in uh, June, and our kids went to school out here until they got holidays. And now we're trying to stay here until the end of September, put our kids to school here for the other few weeks that we're here. 
where do you get water and electricity? We get our water down here, but it should have The people learn Irish down here and the step dancing. That's where we get our water, and it's lovely down there. At the church where we go to Mass every Sunday, priest loves us down there. And we go up, we do our prayers. No, we can't understand one word of the priest loving. But we still talk about But we say our own prayers in church. A lot of people in Connemara just like travellers. Like ourselves. Do you know, they're kind They're kind people, like. You know what I mean? There's a lot of very, very kind people. They find them very, very nice, like. I find the people in Connemara nicer than the ones in Galway. I really do. I think they're beautiful people. I think they're like people that went through a lot their self-loving because they have compassion for travelling people a lot and that. So they must have gone through a lot their self, the creatures, you know what I mean? Because they do think of the travellers and they do like the travellers. A lot of them do like the travellers and we know it because we can see it in their eyes when they, when they see us. We were travelling people all our life and now we're forced to kind of halt in sites and houses. And we don't want that, but we're not nice to do, you know. But if I pull away, I give up the house tomorrow, I've no place to go to. If I pull in, out the country, I won't be left to stay anywhere, you know. It's the way of life. Horses, dogs, the whole lot. Can't keep anything out. Freedom. Fresh air, open your door, you're not confined to one space. And the council is going on and they're blocking up every camp that they're pulling, that the travelling people lives living. Travelling people have no other choice than they pull the side of the road where, where their kids could be killed. You know, they're not, they're blocking up all those safe camps. I mean, if those safe camps was left open for the travelling community loving, they wouldn't be left in the, they wouldn't be in the side of the road. They'd be in those quiet camps with their kids. I reared nine sons, loving, and I reared two little girls. One of my sons took his own life. That never came in, 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 in the breed of me for that, anything like that to happen. My son took his own life, and it was the hardest thing that ever happened to me for my son to take his own life. I never smoked or drank in my life, and now I'm smoking since my son died. I never stopped smoking since my son died. I was suffering with depression because I blamed the house for my son's death. I blamed that city and I blamed the town for my son's death. If I hadn't been that town, I don't think my son would ever take his own life. So I blamed the city for having my son where he is. Close that door, Connie. Close that door, Connie, please. So I'm blaming the city for having my, to have my son where he is. You know? And, and I'm afraid age? of my life of my other son's loving. What age was and your son? this is why I'm fighting so hard to get a place out in the country. I want, a, I want a quiet life, and it's the only place I can get it, is to go out in the country. That's the only place I can get a quiet life, is to go out in the country. I'm blaming the city and the towns for my son's death, because there's not any drink and drugs in cities. And if the, the, the quicker people get out of these cities, the better for themselves and better for their kids. What age was he? My son was 26 years of age, loving, and he was a very smart, clever boy. Now, I'm telling you the truth. Now, I know a lot, a lot of traveling community boys, a lot of the traveling community loving, their sons can go wrong. But my son was just one of those perfect lads that never drank, wasn't on drugs or anything like that. He was a good lad. When his dirt starts, you know, when his dirt bird came back, love, you know, when he died, when, when they take a dirt search, whatever, I can't pronounce the word right. 
but it was proved that he had no drugs. He had no drugs whatsoever taken by him. I, I knew before I heard it because I knew him. my son was totally against drugs. He was totally against He wouldn't mix up with anyone that had drugs taken. You know, and I blame the town and I blame the city for my son's death. If I had my son out here in the country at all the time, he'd have never done it. A lot of young men and women in the traveller community are affected by suicide. Since the traveller settled down. That only all happened since the traveller settled down. That never came in the traveller's community. Do you think there's you a know? lot of depression among there's young There's a lot of depression going on with the travelling people now, Loving. That's because they're held down in houses that they don't want to be held in. And then they don't care what happened in their life. They go in the way then they don't care what happened. No. I mean, I was in my house at Christmas Day. I was peeling a few potatoes, Loving. At Christmas Eve, I was peeling a few potatoes for having ready for Christmas morning. I got it right here in my mind to go to the back of my own house and take my own life because I was under that much pressure. I, I filled out a Christmas dinner and I was crying filling it out. Because you know why, Loving? I, didn't, I wasn't happy where I was. I could have spent my Christmas morning back here in Connemara and I know I'd spend a better Christmas morning. Here's my son here, Loving. This is my eldest son, Willie, here now. Willie, hello. Pleased to meet you. Uh, uh, since we went into the houses down Galway, we lo I lost a brother, 26 years of age. We never used them. We were in caravans. She in there. We were all going happy. She went into the houses, places, places we weren't used to. It's like you might as well go into Castlery. Do time in Castlery because you're doing time in there for nothing. Didn't do it in Castlery. I was bred, I was bred, born, and reared in any caravan. And this is my life. I wouldn't give a caravan for every house to go. I, I was in a house there. I was in a house there for four years. I was more times in, in the middle of the institution than I was at home. I went through some mental depression inside it from the house. When we first moved into the house, yeah, I um, buried two children as well, carried them, carried them so far on, I buried them with depression. And I tried to commit suicide a couple of times from stress out of the house. And my husband tried to commit suicide. And if Dora Billy me mentioned no one said, God, I wouldn't take it. All I want is my freedom. I just want to be left in a caravan, just to be left alone in a nice little quiet place. I was never sick or sore in my life till I moved into the house. And then I, I feel like I'm in, um, I'm, the walls were caving in on top of me, I was claustrophobic. Thought I was smothering at all times. We couldn't, we weren't getting on, we were arrogant, we were separating a lot. And things weren't working out for us inside that. So see, well, the council go out there, they spend money on travelling people, right? They won't give them what they want. Just the worst time putting travellers into there, into terrace of houses, they might stay a year or two, they're gone out. What? They should give them, because I think they should give them what they want. They should give them a little, if they want a small little bungler, or just put a bit of a yard where they can bring a pony into it, or a bit of a shed inside for ponies, or have a different their own use, their own benefit. They might be more happier, do you know? If my son had to be killed in a car accident, there's a reason for that. He was killed in a car accident. If my son had to die from an illness, I say he died from an illness. He wouldn't have died only for that. But taking his own life, loving, at the best of health. The best of health. May the Lord God may be would you and the ground where you dry. Wouldn't I sit down and I cry? For my young darling, fine by.
when the traveller wake up in a house in the morning, it's not the same thing as waking up in the open air in the caravan or a kid tent, you know. You're better off after travelling, meeting different people everywhere. What can you do? Put two horses up in the horse box and go off around the country with them? You mightn't have the right horse to suit people. Whereas if you were travelling, you'd have 10 or 12 horses with you at all times. And you're about to meet a man for some of them, you know. You'd swap with a man, sell it him and buy off it. But that's all finished. 150 better 150, I 150, 150 better 150, I 150, I 150, I 150 on the market for sale at 150. I 150, I 150 better 150, I 150, I 150. I 150, I 150. One single, one car, one single. We're going to ask him off. Hey, 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 it will be the cry when the man with the money passed you by up this way, Stacey. Hey, up, move out, Stacey. Move out for a minute. Turn it over, lads. Turn it over, ready enough to fight for free. Turn it up, lads. My grandfather always told me, he said the place where you lost your money is the place to find it. <laughs> Off she goes again, on the same race and the same old chase. I love going to fairs. It's happening there in the houses. So it's just like people, people as used to big job. That's that's their life. Our life is horses. Okay, Jimmy. Explain to me um, what's going on here in this part of the fairgrounds. This side of the ground is out in the old tunnels. All talking horses, see the cages to keep them away from the lorries and the rest of the people do it. The way fellas wouldn't be hooked off it, you know. That's why the high railings along there. It's not the old talking as you can see there. This is the show, more or less, here for them. Show them going, you know, they can sell them. People see a cob going right, you can buy them, you know. What would you look for if you were looking to buy a cob? What would you be looking at for today? Colour, colour cob. So, Trotter, more or less. I like seeing them going all breaking the missing, you know. We feel out like, you know. See the way that pony's gone. It's all breaking or missing or hitting or whipping him. Spamer just talked to a car and he's gone about his business. Were you travelling much in the summer yourself? Oh, I don't know, we'll be all right, yeah. Todd Old Fears. I was in uh, Banner, Spencer Hill, Carmody. There's nothing like the fair, you know what I mean? I told you my bank manager wouldn't give me the money yet. <laughs> my bank manager lied, I told you, didn't I? Because yeah. I didn't bring it in till on Monday. Yeah, I mean, you want, you want in something like this. No way. You know what I mean? Be like, be like a GAA match you now for the whole of the football. This would be their equivalent here. My equivalent, to be quite honest, you know? Years ago, you could stay on the side road and tie horses anywhere along the road. There was no hassle, no horse to get involved. It's just this new thing is, is just doing it mostly travellers. Just to get rid of the horses from travellers. They're trying to do away with travellers' lives. They're told they'll never do away with my life. I'm a traveller and I'm a traveller. I'm proud to be traveller too, you know. I've been a damn muscle to get
Two coins goes up in the air. There's two heads, there's two hearts. The person tosses the coins off his own heads. And it could be 100, 200, 500 euro bet on the ground. So, winner wins, the winner wins all, basically. There's one guy there that he'd be giving out the money, collecting the money. So he said it's 500 down or whatever, 1,000 down. So if that's heads, then he picks up that again. So he puts down so much again. Why oh, you have to win 10 grand out there? I've been coming to this fair for 60 years. All my uncles, aunts, brothers, sisters, all their life they came here. It was a proper traveler's horse fair, you know, of Ireland. One time this would be all horse-drawn caravans, you know. All the old people's all gone now. New people taking over. One time you'd be trotting horses up and down the fair, you can't do it now. No room, the girls won't let you do it. So it is a dying tradition, like. <laughs> I was a very ha happy grown-up child. There was 12 of us in the family, and we, we always kept a little fire outside, loving. We had a turf fire outside. Maybe a few sticks if we hadn't got turf. And at, at, when it come night, we'd all sit around the fire, with a little bit of hay on the nearest. That our Lord was born on top of. And we'd all sit at the fire of a damp, damp evening, with a bit of sap of hay on the nearest. And my father, he'd bring up the Yardens when he was a child, and he'd sing songs, and then we'd all start singing songs. I would have the kitlet tea at the fire. And every Saturday night, they'd have a little radio, because that's all you would have is a radio. You wouldn't have no televisions. And every Saturday night, my father loved Saturday night coming because he'd be listening to the Kelly House. You know? And he'd have that, and him and my mother would be outside in the ground, and they'd be waltzing for this, you know? Not saying they were great dancers loving because they weren't trying into anything, but they'd go around together anyway. And we'd be all at the fire laughing at them, you know? And we'd be trying to learn from them. <laughs> we might be hungry now, because you wouldn't have a lot of food at the time. When I was growing up now, I, the kids know, thank God, have plenty today, loving. They have plenty food today. But when I was growing up, you wouldn't have that much food, you know? And any bit of food you have, you'd be grateful to get it, and you'd be grateful to your father and mother as well. And you'd go to bed some nights, maybe hungry, but you wouldn't complain to your father and mother about it. You slept in tents? We slept in tents, and then when we get up in the morning, we'd be flooded at the natives with water. Our, the hay would be drenched. We'd have no mattresses now. That was out of question. We might have just one blanket for over a crowd of kids to send a tent. <laughs> you were telling me about... My brother Connie, loving. My mother was pregnant with my brother Connie. We, we, she, my father got to, no, no traveling people at that time had anything much, only a tent. So my father had an old tent. My mother took into labor. So we just pulled into the camp. My mother was always telling me now because my, my brother Connie's older than me. But when, he, when we pulled into the tent, loving, my mother took into labor. And sometimes women, it have slow labor for a few days before they get into the right labor. So my mother still taught her slow labor she was having. But when it came to time, loving, she felt this awful pressure coming. So she said to my father, Mikey, you better get up and get me a doctor. So my father got up with his old tent, loving. I had a bad winter's night and three feet of snow outside in the ground. And he went for a doctor. Now, underneath my mother, it was not me, Sapa here. Right. So my father went, he tackled up a pony car because we had no motor cars. And he went looking for a doctor in this village, but didn't know where the doctor was. But he got a nurse. And the nurse, said, the nurse said, the nurse got on her bike. It was a bike she had, loving. She had no more to carry her, only a bike. 
So she got on the bike and she said to my father, I'll follow you. So when my father and the nurse came loving, my father had to push back the snow with his hands, let the nurse go through the tent. But you know, when she went into the tent, there was my brother and my, my, my mother's arms. Now Jesus was born in a sap of hay loving, but my brother was also born in a sap of hay too. A big foxy child and top of my mother's arms loving. And that son is living today. Thanks be to God, I hope he will live for 100 years of age because he's my brother. Just make jumping things and we jumps over them. But sometimes you might go down a hole or something. When you're running, you don't know, you must go down. I love jumping. Make competitions of making jumping and running and leaping. Like. And would that be just for the boys or would the girls do it too? The girls, girls play their own things around there and we play our things here. So tell me uh, more about this, this horse. He's just used for the sulky. Are you, have you ever been up in a sulky yourself? Yeah, with my with corners, though. my uncles and my dad. Well, my dad and my granddad, he, he used to bring me off with them. Now, if you say this horse, this pony is too big for you, what size one would you be allowed up on? I'd be allowed up on that. That, about, about two-thirds of that height. And have you got one of your own? that height? Yeah, I had one, but I shot him. His name was Bubbles. He was a small midget. A midget? Yeah, a midget. And who did you sell him to? No, my... Then, I, then my uncle sold him... My uncle sold him to me, and I sold him to a buffer. To who? At, like, as you call them... People, what do you call them? Like the people gone on them cars. Like us? Like me? People like me? Yeah. What do you call them? Buffers. Well, then that's what they are. <laughs> we sold to I sold to Pony Tom. He was living back here, back the road, and I sold to Pony Tom. It's beautiful, and I mean, there's nothing else to it, like. I mean, you couldn't get, you couldn't get nicer. I mean, Jesus, uh, we comes out here picking penny winkles. Well, it goes back up and we boils them and eats them. No, get the fish. Hey. The lads comes down fishing. And all they get fish and things up straight away and, they, and cook it. I mean, what else could anyone ask for? Look at a lovely beach like this. <laughs> Wouldn't it make anyone happy? You're going to turn your back on this and go into the water. Oh, Jesus, it's perfect, my heart. It's terrible to lose a place that you're happy with. That you're happy in. God, I love the water. <laughs> Mikey has the dog <laughs> in the water. The water, and he loves it. And he's so happy with his dog. Let's talk a turtle with this. They're happy with this dog. They're out here, and they're happy, Mikey's. I wouldn't ask to go any other way now, Ian. Probably sit here. Hmm. All right, now Fluffy, you've got a lovely one. Look at all the fish, la. I, I saw a small fish that will hide there in the box. In the water there. Hi, boy. Watch them, watch them. 
Hæst um hæra. Hæst um hæ. Næra, kom inn og gal fish. You're too fast to catch them. Well, I'll see if I catch one of Daddy, they're hard. Don't start here. Let them come over and I'll put my hand down and catch one. Oh, Daddy, you took away a hundred. They just, when they when they hear the night of the water, they just bang, gone. Where's the crab? Show me the crab. I stepped on top of him. Show me him. I stepped on top of him. Bundles of crabs that house. Where did you collect them? Bellamulas. And what would you do with them then? We used to find ones that house and ones the other same house, right? We used to put them fighting and one fella used to win, right? And another fella used to lose. Crab fights? Yeah. And what would you do then when one would win and the other would lose? We'd throw away the dead one and keep the, keep the strong one. So you'd let them fight until one of them got killed? Yeah. And would you do loads of fights like that? Oh, loads of them. Hundreds. And did your one ever win? Yeah. And you get Anthony Farrett when he wins then? We used to put them in the jails, put water in it and sell them in the field. As we were at the field. And who'd buy them from you? Men that likes crabs and yorks. And would they buy them to cook, to eat? I wouldn't eat one. But, but I, I'd eat the big ones, not the big ones. The big ones are the nicest, because you want it small, and small and you make it vomit. The big ones are the nicest. And who catches the big ones for you? No, we just put our head under the water, put a pair of goggles and a bleeding yolk. Put our head under the water, lays them under, and looks, and then grabs them. Then breaks his arms and his legs, then he died. I had to do was pull his hands back, to broke. And that's all. And who cooks it for you? The father and mother. And does it taste nice? Oh, lovely. It tastes like chicken, do you know, chicken. It tastes like chicken. And it is chicken. Come on, we go up to your mother. Since I, was a, since I was a little girl, since I was a child, I always remember coming back here with my parents. My parents always came back here, you know, and we always loved it when we came back here, but they never stayed too long around loving. But now everything is getting scarce, you know, and they have all the, the council have all those lovely places blocked away loving, blocked off in us. So we, we have nowhere to go. Well, when we live here now, we just go on hoping to find places to pull in. And just take a chance and pull in. So we don't we don't say to one another here now, we'll go such a place like what we could do years ago. We could tell one another where we were going years ago. We can't do it now. The whole lot has to stay together. It'll I pull in. We'd pull out to Mam Cross, we'd pull out to the uh, Lean On, Westport, Newport and Mulrani. We'd we'd do all them places. But we only stayed one night or two nights in them. We could, could spend a week from here to Belmullet, but it would be only three hours' drive from 
pulling caravans from from uh, TNG here now from Tully. But we could make a week years ago, but because we had plenty of places to st stay long. Now I leaded the group from here to Belmullet, and I've had to see an open place down along from here to Belmullet. I'm pulling in for the night, but I didn't. I had to keep going because there was no place opened. They have every place blocked up where travellers used to stay. When we went to Belmullet, we weren't welcome in it. Uh, the people by road to us and the, the police. We pulled in in the evening, it was Saturday, and uh, somebody, some, one of the son-in-laws went down to the garage for a litre of oil for a generator. And uh, he snapped, took it off his hand, he said, you're not being served here. So while we were there, he wouldn't serve diesel or petrol to nobody in the garage. We tried four pubs and just told to get out, like same as tell dogs get out, and everyone listening and looking. You know, and you have to face out and out, go out through people, then that you have to go into to the counter. And uh, so we left Belmullet, and we went about four miles outside of Belmullet, and we went in there for a drink. There was a lot of dancing and roaring going on with people there that had to enjoy, you know. And uh, we went in, and they wouldn't serve there four miles out in town. So she said, you better leave. Or, and uh, she mentioned about phoning up other pubs around the area. That's it's no good trying other pubs in the area, because you won't get them. We're going to ring them up. Like, this is supposed to be all stopped now. But I think it's getting worse from places. Here now, in Connemara, we're treated very good here now. You can go to any pub, wait any, any length of time in them. Day or night. And why do you think it's different here? Oh, it's a way different, 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 different people. That's it's different people. If someone do something to them, they reckon all the travellers have done it. But that's what they're wrong now, because all travellers wouldn't do things like that. So I mean, there's no. I was brought up now, and I, there's no way I ever done anything wrong in my life to anyone, or I have no intention of doing anything wrong to anyone. And I mean dying the way I was brought up. I mean dying this way. I don't mean to ever do any harm to anyone. And I never will in the help of God. I mean, I'm sick for going to the shop, sick for people following me and saying, what are you in that bag? What have you there? What have the child here? Did you pay for that? And the proceeds now in my hand. And I, th I think it's very embarrassing. Because everybody's looking at you. They think you are a thief. Do you know, you feel terrible over it. So I was in the shop one day. I was in the shop. Christmas, doing my shopping. And I see a lady getting out of a Mercedes car. And you know the little two-wheel things? It's a long thing, like a leather thing. There's a zip in the top of it. Well, she was packing that with bottles of whiskey, tins of sweets. And who was the man following me? Because you know what? He was following me and he was watching me. He had no right to follow me. He should have followed the man with the handbag, the one was stealing all the stuff from him. And did you not say to the man, why didn't you follow on her? Because I'm sick for saying them. I'm sick for going into supermarket shops and that's what they follow me for. Because they said, they feel like following me, I'm a traveller. So they'll follow me around the place, see what I'm up to, what am I doing. So loads of times it's been happening to the traveller people, getting the queues and... In the settled people, there's a couple of thieves too. Because I've seen to all of them. Really seen to Marvin now, do you know? would make you hate settled people, right? But I do not hate settled people. I do not hate settled people, I mean. 
because trust from them we lived because they fed us I mean we went from door to door looking for food after them and they give it to us when they had it and they mightn't have a lot I made my first communion when I was only five and a half years old. We went down to Westport and we just moved in. And there was little kids making their first communion down there. And I remember my mother, God rest her. She called me and said to me, I'm going here to the convent. And the children, I'm going to find out when the Holy Communion is in. I said, yeah. So she went in down anyway and she went into the convent. She asked her sister and she said, yes. We have Holy Communion here in the morning. And she said, what age are you, girl? And my mother said she's five and a half years old. Right, she said, does she know her prayers? And my mother said, yes, she knows everyone. But she said, bring her down. She she knows all her prayers, she make her communion tomorrow. So I went down, down anyway and said all the prayers from the sister. And I made my first communion the next day. And then we left there and we moved to Mella County Cork. And like that again, now we've just moved in and my mother went down to the convent again and she found out when the confirmation was in. And uh, I went in and made my confirmation there. Two or three days got to school and we got information there. My father packed up and we moved down again. It's different when we were growing up. We didn't realise how important education was. But this day and age, you do, know, you do have to be able to read and It's not wanting, you have to be able to read and Because when you're going for theory tests, going for driving lessons, driving testers, nearly every year you get now is on paperwork. One time ago, you didn't need it. You could manage without us. I have every one of my children going to school. And if one of my kids can read a little bit, they can either read or write. And they went to more school, and I never got to school they went to. I don't know what it is, though. I remember one of the teachers coming to me one day and telling me, he said, I had a little girl at school, he said to me, and she has no interest, he said, in reading and writing. But he said, give her, give her a drawing, he said. We never got that education, do you understand what I'm saying? As what settled girls did do. Like in schools, it used to be more about like settle than traveller girls. It used to put um, traveller girls to helping teachers out of the class, to get them out of the way. Settle kids got homework, I never got homework. I'll be honest, I was going to school, what age did I start school? I was only very young, about four or five, was I? And I never once ever got homework. Now I did went to the tech, and I still never got homework. And usually settled kids do like, but I didn't. I don't know, I just didn't like. Were you in a special class? I went in, yeah, they took me out to special classes. Like, but yes, I was missing out more in my own class than what you mean. When I go back into my own class, then I don't know what they were at, like, you know, Cynthia. Were there other travelling uh, girls or boys in your class? No, no, just settled kids. And I, I used to feel that shame, like I used to go up and tell the teacher for any of the other girls of eyes come in, not to ask me to read. Because I didn't know how to read. Do you know what I'm saying? I didn't learn that even up till today now when I'm 18 years and I don't know how to read, like, to be honest with you. I don't. Traveller boys and girls hate school, they just can't stand it. Yeah. 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 Because of a really shitty, lonesome place. I, I'd spend the rest of my life here, Levine. But the weather's going to get bad and the kids have to go back to school. I have a 14-year-old little boy. They won't take him into the school up here because it's all English. And they will not take my little boy into school up here, over there. He's 14 years of age and he had to go to school. 
you know. And this is re this is the reason, and one reason I had to go back to put him to school. But I tell the truth, I mean, I'd, sp I'd spend my life, I think, for winters. I mean, I have spent a lot of winters in tents and worse places than this. And I survived all the mud to go. But if, if I knew they could take my little boy here, if I, if I knew I was going to lift here, I, I, I'd even go and get chippings myself. And I'd spread them there just to keep a bit of fo hard footing on the natives. Because we really love Connemara, I love how will you feel tomorrow morning now when it comes? I feel very, very sad, loving. Tell it true. I'm feeling very sad, and I know I won't sleep all night thinking about going home, because I don't mind going home if I had a lovely home to go back to. I have a house, but I'm not happy in my house, loving. I don't like where it is. If I had a house in Connemara, I'd enjoy it better. You know, but not where I have it in Galway. And what will be? And the I think they should tra they should scatter the travelling people more, living out in the country. Whoever wants to move up the country, I think that the council should give them the places in the country. There's an awful lot of travelling community in the city, loving. And we we don't want to be stuffed up on top of other people. Living. We like a bit of quietness to ourselves, loving. A bit of peace. This is a sad time for you. A sad time that we have to go back in. That's the saddest part about it, that we have to go back in. That we can't stay out here. Live out here. And how, how do you feel now? Well, we'll move to the now and it'll be the breakings of our heart to put to move in. Into a place that we don't want to go to. Live in heaven and go to hell. What we're thinking and worrying about, what the biggest worry we have, will these places be blocked off? So that means we'll have nowhere to go to. So I'll find a high mountain to go to, wherever, I, wherever I'll find it, just to get away. I don't know what's it all for, like, what's it all for, like, because Jesus, we're here, you're here today and you're gone tomorrow, like, we're not going to live for 100 years anymore. So what's it all for, like, I mean, I can't see what they're getting for all this. This is a job to have, it's a job I wouldn't like to have, blocking off places that travellers had to go to. That's one job I wouldn't go for, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. There's 15 caravans here, 14, 14 caravans here two weeks ago. And three now left today, that was the last train I've gone. And you're about to pull out the I'm just, I'm just going and ready to go. I better not hold you. Okay, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Okay, bye now. Everybody knows there were travellers and still travellers. That was the way of life and they were boarded up that way and reared up that way. And them all knows one another even they're living in houses now. You know, they don't look at themselves as settled people. They look at themselves as bogged down, 
very uh, tortured, tormented people that was took from their way of life. That's the way all these travellers look at one another now.